The fan is better when you're part of it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit Superbook.com. Going till 2 a.m. Just reading an article from my colleague and good friend over at SNY, John Harper, as he's writing about these Scherzer stuff. I'd actually love to get Harp on. I'm afraid to text him because he's dealing with a broken neck right now. Uh, He won too hard playing racquetball, injured himself, so he's uh, been out of commission, but he could still write. But I would love to talk to Harp about this. Um, and he talks about the issues between Max Scherzer and MLB. Harp says that the MLB bigwigs have an intense dislike for Scherzer because Scherzer was such a hard liner during last year's labor negotiations, uh, reportedly screaming at them at times during the meetings as part of the negotiation committee. This is why I love Scherzer. He's an animal. He is as intense a competitor as there is, whether it's on the field, in the negotiation meetings. Love him. Uh, Scherzer also has had hard feelings for Manfred. Uh, oh, let's see. Uh, Scherzer has had hard feelings as well toward MLB, convinced that Rob Manfred and his people never negotiated in good faith during the lockout. So there are, there's a little bit more at hand here than just this rosin and issue. Man, I don't know. Fleegs is saying it might be something to do with the Mets. I don't think that the league hates Cohen. Uh, I'm not buying that. Baseball, everybody should love Cohen the way that he's spending money. I mean, maybe other owners are a little bit jealous of it. I think, first of all, I don't even believe that this is a baseball issue with Scherzer. I think it could make things interesting now with the suspension. But I think that this is a Phil Cuzzy issue. I believe Phil Cuzzy, who has now been three times a player has been ejected for sticky stuff. Phil Cuzzy's been at the center of all of it. That's not a coincidence. I mean, come on now. Do the math. I think this is a Phil Cuzzy issue. And Max Scherzer maybe had some sticky stuff, but again, he he moved the he changed the glove, he washed the stuff off, he went back to rosin and sweat. Two legal substances. And the fact that the umpires didn't have to show up at a press conference the way that Scherzer did is also ridiculous. They release a statement and all stuff, and there's going to be plenty more to come on this. But this is it's it's subjective. It can't be that way. It was ridiculous to throw out Max Scherzer for that. You find a, an illegal substance on him, so be it. Using legal items, you legal you supposed to get thrown out for foreign substances. Rosin, sweat, and using the alcohol to clean his hands off, that's not a foreign substance. Lou is calling from Astoria. What's up, Lou? Hey, how are you doing, Sal? Good, Lou. How are you? Sal, I happen to be agreeing with you because it's double standard. I don't know if you remember. The Pineda situation was a pine tar. That's different. They have pine tar on his neck, for goodness sake. We could all see that. And you can see that. But the, the, the thing that I don't like, even though I'm a Yankee fan, with Domingo Herman, okay, how in the, in the world the umpire is going to go over there and tell him, go wash your hands, clean your hands, and otherwise 
I'm going to do something about it. And he comes back and he still has his stinky stuff, okay, whatever it was. I mean, what, what Scherzer, the problem with Scherzer is right now, so listen, you got to wait. I don't know if you, if they took the glove away or whatever he was using, and then they're going to test that, that whatever whatever he was using because the spider tag, it is illegal. The Russian bag, if you listen, if you pay attention, if you remember that the WBC, the Japanese player had like about five racing bags behind the bag, behind the the mount. Right. And every every now only did they go every time to the to the rusting bag. You know, I don't understand why is, why is that illegal. I don't. I, that makes no sense to me. I mean, by the because way, you have to have something that can help you grip the baseball. I understand, but listen to me. Sean Walter also should have, should have backed up the Scherzer because he knows what's going on. He's the manager. It's like the guy from the, from, the, from our Yankees, Gary Cole. Come on, that guy, at one time using that sticky stuff, he was one of the greatest pitchers in the world when he was striking out everybody and he wasn't even walking a batter. Once they took it away from him, he was a different pitcher. Still good, but he was not the same. No, that is not so true. That is not true. I mean, maybe he had what some sort of initial. It's not true. Well, how much how more blatantly do I got to say it? It's not true. Garrett Cole went out there that year and threw a complete game dominant performance against the Houston Astros going to the All-Star break. One of my favorite moments about that season. So Garrett Cole. Listen, what? Listen to me, Sal. Cheating has always been in the game, okay? You know it. I mean, get a call. Lou, it's not cheating if you're trying to get it. Look, maybe the extra stuff, the spider tag stuff, all right, that's a little egregious, sure. Baseball cracks down on it, fine. Wait a minute. Can you explain to me, and you've been watching baseball forever, how come when he was using the sticky stuff, he was the greatest pitcher that ever lived by striking out and not walking anybody? Who? What a coincidence. Who? Who? Gary Cole. He still does the same thing, Lou. I would argue he's even better this year. Come on now. Gary Cole's having one of the best years, if not the best year of his career this year. He's been dominant. You think he's worse now than he was with the quote-unquote sticky stuff? Also, pitchers need the ability to have some kind of grip on the otherwise slick baseball. So they use a little rosin, use a little sweat, and you rub it up. Jerry Blevins was explaining that to us on Baseball Night New York yesterday. He is a major league pitcher explaining that to us. We've heard these stories and all that stuff. You can't just you know, get get out there and expect a guy who throws 90-plus miles an hour, 100 miles an hour, and have no control over where the ball's going. You've got to have some kind of feel for it. It's got to be dirtied up a little bit. Spider Tech was the extreme. And deemed illegal or cheating, fine. So they get rid of that. Pine tar, obviously. You can't go to the pine tar on the neck the way the Pineda had it. Blatantly there for everybody to see years ago. Can't do that. But rosin, you can use. Sweat, you can use. So again, I ask, what's the issue? But Lou, now there are a couple of different things. You're talking about what, you know, cheating and this or that. There's a difference between cheating and there's a difference between using rosin. There's also a difference... Between the spider tech stuff and this stuff. And then you take it to another level saying Garrett Cole hasn't been the same pitcher. That's nonsense. Garrett Cole is just as dominant now as he's ever been. Even better. Jesus calling from the Bronx. What's up, Jesus? How are you doing? Good. You? Um, you think if, since, if Phil Cousin didn't believe Matt Sosha, you think he could have gone also to the locker room to check his glove? 
What do you mean? Um, you know, since he had to change his glove again. Right. And then uh, all of a sudden... When he well, he checked to... his glove, then Scherzer gave him the glove. He got a new one. He was forced to get a new one. Right? Did you see yeah. that part? I'm blind, uh, Sal. Okay, well, did you hear about that part? Yes, I heard about that. Okay, so what happened was they came out and checked Scherzer's glove. He had to give up the glove. They deemed it too sticky or whatever. They told him to go wash his hands. He then went to wash his hands. He said, this is Max Scherzer saying, he used alcohol to wash off the rosin and the sweat and then reapplied the rosin and the sweat. And then they again checked his glove and said it was still sticky, so were his hands, and that's when he got ejected from the game. So what what are you saying that should have taken place there? Well, it's a little tricky on that one. Well, all right, but, but do you have an opinion on it? I mean, what were you thinking? You 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 think it was a good decision to kick him out of the game? You tell me no, what you thought. No, I, I, if, if he could have gone, he could have gone maybe with with him with him to see what Massachusetts was, was doing. You know, so he was showing me so he should have been. Ejected for, for, for that kind of reason? Well, he got ejected, Jesus, because the umpires deemed his hands too sticky. And thank you for the call. The umpires deemed it, and they said afterward that it was the stickiest anybody's hands have ever felt in three years, blah, 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 blah. But they ejected Max Scherzer from the game because they thought his hands were too sticky. This after them telling him to wash the stuff off, which he did in front of a Major League Baseball official. But it's subjective. There are no rules. Like, if it came out and said he was using an illegal foreign substance, that's why we ejected him from the game. That's understandable. But when Max Scherzer tells you he's using rosin and sweat, those aren't foreign substances. And then it becomes, well, we thought his hands were too sticky. Well, who are you to decide whether his hands are sticky or not? Is that a rule? Like, you got to judge if his hands are this sticky or that sticky. Well, they're not quite sticky enough so you could stay in the game. Like Domingo Herman last weekend? Or it's, well, his hands are a little too sticky. We're going to have to toss you. Sorry. Larry's calling from Corum. What's up, Larry? Hey, am I on? You're on. What's up, Larry? What's up? I'm tra- tra- driving down to Virginia, but I, I know no one cares about that. But anyway, right. Uh, this is my this is my first time calling you, Sal. Appreciate it. Cold, yeah, I usually call Boomer and Geo or Carden Roberts, one of those callers. Uh, two questions for you. Uh, I was at the game last Saturday with Domingo Herman and that whole sticky stuff. And uh, thank you, uh, WFAN, for giving the free tickets. Uh, wanted to point that out. How were the seats? Uh, seats were good, right at the end of the champion suite on the third base side, uh, facing left field. I was there with other fans that won, so thank you very much to you know to the network. I was really uh, shocked I won for caller number ten, you know, a couple weeks ago. Nice. Uh, anyways, uh, Domingo Herman, you know, was perfect through five innings. I heard the whole, you know, he he had a sticky substance too. Um, wanted to see your thoughts on that. And like, I'm I'm a I'm a Yankee fan. I'm objective. This is the first time it's getting big in stories. I think there's something going on, my gut feeling, that, you know, it's a new thing. You know, maybe they're hiding something in the dugout that we don't know, but who knows? I don't want to think too much into it, but, you know, why is the rosin bag in the Yankee dugout but not in the mound? So that's, that's kind of like a little suspect. That's my, but 
What do you think about that subject? I want to ask you another question, too. Well, I'm not sure where. I don't really care where the rosin bag is. Is it legal or not? And using rosin yeah. is legal. So uh, then uh, then I have no issue with it. I don't think fans yeah. give a crap about this one way or another. I want to see Max Scherzer pitch. I want to see Domingo Herman pitch. You use yeah, the rosin. So they created a legal substance with rosin. They have a legal substance. They allow these guys to use it. But yet you're kicking Max Scherzer out when he used it. Which one is it? I don't understand. Yep, I agree with all your points. And by the way, I love when you get mad. You're keeping me awake. I've been driving for five hours. So. Thank you. Uh, but my other question is, I've asked all these WFAN hosts over the years, of all the four major sports, basketball, baseball, hockey, football, uh, which athlete, past or present, would you like to sit down and interview with? You know, from Babe Ruth to whoever to, you know, hmm. to So who would you pick one athlete at all the sports that – you can go back in time with. Who would you pick? I mean, that's a great uh, question, Larry. It's impossible for me to answer just one guy. And when you talk about historically, I mean, there are there are way too many. Way too many. And Jackie Robinson comes to mind. Of course, Babe Ruth uh, and the ability to talk to him. Michael Jordan. Wayne Gretzky. But re- I'll, I'll keep it realistic. Realistically... I'm watching a Baseball Night New York commercial. I got distracted because I'm not the first face on there, and that bothers me. I'm just being truthful with you. I got caught up in that. Um, Realistically, I would like to interview Derek Jeter, and not to say that that could happen, but at least he's living and somebody that I would want to talk to. Derek Jeter, uh, Piazza, Matt Ryan, Matt Harvey. Those would probably be my first four that come to mind that I would like to talk to. I mean, of course, there are others, but... And I don't know if I, I mean, I love Dion. I don't know if I'd want to talk. Oh, I'll give you one. Michael Vick, for sure. I love, Dion was one of my favorites as a kid. I don't know if I need to interview him now. I kind of, you know, not that I'm over Dion. I just, I've seen enough of him. There's intrigue for me with Matt Ryan right now. There's intrigue for me with Matt Harvey because of, I mean, his career. Just the, the highest of highs and then the lowest of lows. Piazza was one of my favorites all time. Jeter I hated as a player because I grew up hating the Yankees, but I have great respect for him. And after watching, you know, the documentary last year, the captain, I, I just, I mean, I love him even more. So I think Jeter would be a good interview if done properly. Anybody else, please? You could think. I mean, this is such a low. Do you want to talk to Clemens? See, that's a good one for a different reason. I'd like to get him in studio, and I'd like to press him and get him to admit to drilling Piazza on purpose. And, and admit that he took steroids, and then we call it a day. That's it. That might get – see, that would be good because it would be nasty. I would not back down from Big Raj. That's a good one, though, for a different reason. The other ones were more like intrigue and fun and like I, I love these guys. And what about anybody – because you named uh, like baseball guys, football. What about anybody connected to the 90s Knicks? I've interviewed a lot of them when I did that podcast for the New York Post a couple years ago. The year that the Knicks made the yeah, two years ago, they made the playoffs against the Hawks. I, I was lucky enough to where we had Ewing on. I mean, it doesn't get much better than that. Starks, Oakley, these are my guys. Uh, Derek Harper, I don't think I talked to him. But we had a bunch of those guys. Yeah, those were, so I kind of quenched that thirst, I guess, by getting, th- think about that. I know it was for the podcast for the New York Post that is now debunked, but I mean, I interviewed Patrick Ewing and John Starks and Charles Oakley. Called it, called a career. I'm good. I think we had Alan Houston on as well. I even forget. I got to go back and check that out. 
86 Mets. I mean, I've had some of those guys on over the years. That could be fun for me. Grew up loving that team. Um, hmm. You know, Barry Bonds, Ken Griffey Jr. It, it, there's, it's way too many. If you had to pick one fleas, it would have be one athlete. Let's stick it, stick to current, or or not current, but a lot. But someone I or someone I saw like in my lifetime. Oh, uh, you could use that. Just so I, I prefer somebody that's like living, as opposed to just opening it up to all you know, Babe Ruth and all these people. One that jumps to mind just because I find him so fascinating every time he speaks, which is really not that often. Darrell Revis. Interesting. I'll give you one. I just thought of it because I was thinking you might go Jets. How about Aaron Rodgers? Well, yeah. I mean, listen, right now. I'd yeah, love I'd to. love to talk to Aaron Rodgers. I'd like to just bring it down. I know McAfee does a great job with him, but I feel like Rodgers is misunderstood by people like me. I, I, I think I get him, but most people in the media, outside of Pat McAfee, who's obviously great in the media now, but was a former player, oh, Rodgers, I'd like to talk to him and, and get some unfiltered thoughts from him, too. He'd be a fascinating interview. And there are a bunch of guys. Too many. If I had to pick one right now, I mean, I'd probably, of the ones that I just gave, personally, I think it would be Matt Ryan. But overall, I'd have to say Jeter. Because I even think, you know, I've had interactions with Piazza. Uh, I've read his book. I know all about him. I think it'd be a good interview. But I, I've, I don't know. There's just, Jeter to me is more intriguing. And I think, well, one of the reasons that makes him so intrigued, I mean, outside of being Derek Jeter, yeah, right. is because he's multiple years now removed from his playing career. A guy like Harvey, like five, ten years from now, when he's totally done playing baseball he's in won. any capacity, he'll be even more fascinating than he is right now. I, once he has time to distance himself from everything that took place. Correct. And I even think it's far enough now from the Mets to where you could, I mean, you're talking about 2015 was his, was basically the end. You guys talked about it on Baseball Night in New York. Right. Ten years ago, yesterday now, was Harvey's better night. Right. Harvey's better, right. Which was probably, well, look, I had, when I found out that Harvey was pitching in the WBC for Team Italy, I told Rosie, who I was working with one night, I said, like, I'll give you 300 bucks if you could get him on. I want you for Harvey, for Matt Ryan. Those are guys right now that I would love to interview. And I think that they're, and Harvey, especially looking back on what was. I mean, dude, 2012, when he burst onto the scene, for those early three 13 years, with the All Star yep. game, then before he, I mean, when we found out that he was going to have Tommy John surgery, that was one of the most gutting, deflating moments in New York Mets history. And what you saw in 2012 was the beginning of. You, you, my first thought was, who the hell is this guy when I saw him dominate in Arizona? And you felt like, hey, the Mets may have something. You remember, this was coming off of the 2009, 10, 11, just some of the worst years in the history of the franchise. And remember how bad like their last wave of prospects was. Now, they were more position players, but like the last things Millage, Fernando Martinez, is they were just all... So bad, and then Harvey's the first one of this new age that With comes up. With the pitchers, up, we heard about the pitchers. And he looks even maybe better than we thought he was going to be. You're right, it gave you that hope of, this. they might actually be onto something here. And it played out. Like, it worked. And he had the right swagger, the right personality. Correct, he, for a rebuilding team, he came onto the scene and just lit the world on he fire right man. away. As I said, as much as I had a love-hate relationship with him, I'll always love him for what happened from that first start in Arizona through Game 5 
of 2015, but you saw it in 2012, and then you dreamt about, wow, they may have something, and then they did get to the World Series in 2015, with him being a huge part, ups and downs, of course, and frustrations, but yeah, I think that would be a fascinating interview one day to, to get to, to get to talk to Harvey. Hopefully I have the opportunity to do I'm that. I'm surprised now with all the Mets injuries and the Carlos Carrasco injury being the latest one, I really thought that we were going to get a call. Maybe we still will. I have four and a half more hours here from somebody saying the Mets should sign Harvey, throw him at Syracuse, build him up, and just see if there's anything there. Yeah, I'd be for Because we got it. him during the World Baseball Classic. I'd be all for it. Uh, Jimmy is calling from Jersey City. What's up, Jimmy? What's up, my name's Al. How are you, hey, Jimmy? Sal. I'm good. How are you doing? Not bad. Question. I'm listening to you. I mean, I'm a baseball diehard. I was trying to figure out how you meant that the Mets are playing an important game today. I didn't know what you meant by that. Uh, to win a series from the Dodgers. Game 19 of a 162-game season? Correct. Tough 10-game yeah. road trip. You want to you – know, Mets off to not uh, the greatest of starts. You know, you don't want to get buried – Behind Atlanta, anytime you have a chance to win a series, I think it's an important game, but especially on the road against one of the top teams in the league. But they're not even in the top teams. I mean, you're just playing three teams that combine a record eighteen and thirty-seven. Oh, you don't. Yeah, you don't think you don't, you, Dodgers, don't, no. you don't think beating the Dodgers is? Nah, they're nine and yeah. ten. I don't think they're that good. Right. Right. Okay. The and Dodgers they, have only been one of the best teams in baseball the last how many years now? And you're just going to dismiss the Dodgers? What did they win? What are you talking about? What they win last year? They won 108 games. What they win? You know, 108 games. Well, you just yeah, answered the they, question. Jimmy, 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 I'm not getting aggravated. Get lost. You, I'm going to calm down because I don't want to get aggravated today. You are the idiot amongst idiots with that call. Jimmy was doing very well for weeks. We had no issue with him. And now he's going to call up and act like an idiot with that. I know, Jimmy. The Dodgers suck. You're right. There's no point. Do me a favor. If the games don't mean anything because it's game 19, then stop calling. Stop listening and stop calling. I'm begging you! If you don't understand why it could be an important game early on in the year, then you have. there's no hope for you. You're a Yankee fan, right? What's one of the themes of the Yankees' season so far? That they haven't lost a series. So are we just going to say, well, big deal, they haven't lost a series. Who'd they play? Who'd they beat? Who'd they beat? Oh, they just split with the Twins. Would the Twins win? Would this team win? Would any team win? Would they win? You know, the Dodgers had a tremendous regular season a year ago. Would they win? You're right. 108 games. Nothing. I guess that's diddly squat in your eyes. Nothing. So the only thing that matters is winning a World Series? So then nothing else matters this regular season unless you play the Astros. And even then, it's only the regular season. So it depends on when you play them, I guess. I just, sometimes I can't take the idiocy. And that is one of those times. And this is me, by the way, being calm with Jimmy. You you can't do that. You can't call up and get away with that. What, are you bothered that the Mets won two out of three? Because that's what it sounds like. Are you upset that they won two out of three without Max Scherzer? Goodness. Talk, when you Do me a favor, Jimmy. When you call, stick to talking about the Yankees. Because you could barely handle that. You can barely handle that. Don't worry about the Mets. 
877-337-6660. I mean, there's a billion things to talk about, and that's what you're going to call and talk about. Talk about the Scherzer getting ejected. Talk about your Yankees with their big win. Aaron Judge with a beast of a game. Volpe looking like a player. You should be excited as a Yankee fan. Or you're just going to say, well, it doesn't matter. I mean, it's game you know, 15 of 162. They win, it doesn't matter. They lose, oh, how could they lose? If the Mets lost this game to the Dodgers, you know what Jimmy would have called up and said? Sal, Syndergaard, your old guy Syndergaard beating your team. I don't know. Max Scherzer, is he worth $43 million? I don't know. I, I can't tolerate that. I'm sorry. And he takes the knee of the New York Giants are the Super Bowl 42 champions. When this happened, you talked about it on The Fan. They knock off the mighty Patriots 17-14. to 14. When New York sports happens, talk about it here. The Fan, 1019 FM, and always live on the free Odyssey app. I'll get back to the call. Salakata back on The Fan, 877-337-6666. I do have to correct myself. Because I was following Jimmy's lead there. Jimmy said, well, the Dodgers won 108 games a year ago. That is, of course, not correct. The Dodgers won 111 games a year ago. That's what they won. Um, And look, the top story we've been dealing with is the Max Scherzer stuff getting ejected in the fourth inning of a game due to a foreign substance on his hand, except that rosin and sweat are legal. So what exactly the foreign substance is, who the hell knows? I guess Phil Cuzzy and Major League Baseball are going to have to explain it. But this should likely lead to a suspension for Max Scherzer. It's supposed to be automatic. If you get uh, ejected due to a foreign substance, you're going to be suspended for 10 games. And the Mets right now can ill afford to lose Max Scherzer really at, at any point, but especially right now for 10 games because no Verlander, no Carrasco now is going to be put uh, or has been, been put on the IL. No Quintana, as you know about. They are hit hard in that starting rotation to start this year and already testing their depth and now potentially to go through a, a, a you know a time through the rotation or two without Verlander and Scherzer and Quintana and Carrasco. Four out of five. The only one standing is Kodai Senga, who will get to start tonight as they take on the Giants. Bruce is calling from Howell. What's up, Bruce? Yeah, how's it going, sir? How are you, Bruce? Yeah, I don't know who the hell this Phil Cousy guy I think he is. I mean, I'm a Yankee fan, but Scherzer's going to get ejected, and Domingo Herman's got to get ejected also, but whatever. And I don't know, like, what the difference is exactly. Maybe Herman's hands weren't as sticky after you watch. Like, I don't know. We weren't there. We don't. Uh, we didn't test it. But how could you have – you're right. How could you have one in the game and the other one gets tossed? That that doesn't seem to make sense. Right. Now I'm getting hyped up for this Rangers area. I mean, am I supposed to get scared of these 21-year-old kids having to play against Truba and these Rangers? Yo, these guys got zero chance against the Rangers. I'm not scared at all. We want the cup, Bruce. Let's go. And Ranger fans hitting up the rock. Get the whistle. Sal, let me hear the whistle. Sal, let me hear the whistle. Did you hear it last night, by the way? In the, or, uh, yes, you know, I heard the whistle loud at the rock, and, Ranger fans. Let's go. Clear. You can hear it loud and clear. Right, I'm going to give it to you. Ready? There you go, Bruce. I couldn't believe how loud and clearly you could hear that at uh, at the Rock in Game One. I was surprised to hear that. But the Rangers they played a terrific game in Game One, and look, I really the Devils have to win this game tonight. You're going to get everything the Devils have. 
Now that they got a game under their belt, now that they maybe know the speed of the game, they know what to expect, got dominated by the Rangers basically from the puck drop, you're going to get everything the Devils have tonight. And if they don't win this one in game two, they are not going back to New Jersey. Islanders had a tough one last night, man. I thought the Islanders were going to win that game, get that series even at one apiece before coming back to UBS on Friday night. We talked about it before. You know, the refs not helping them out in overtime before that game winner uh, for the Canes. Islanders, you know, had the late lead after coming back in that game. Tough loss. Sorokin wasn't his best, but still some bad luck, too. The own goal early on. Then that ridiculous shot to tie it off of his head that goes into the net. Uh, But either way, Rangers back in action tonight. That series 1-0 Rangers. Islanders down 0-2 to the Canes. Game three on Friday. Jim is in Haverstraw. Jim, what's on your mind? I can never get that right. (laughs) Salami, what's going on, buddy? How are you, Jim? (laughs) I'm good, man. Uh, Just give me a little bit, man. There's a lot going on. What's what's going on with these callers? What's what's up with the guy breaking your chops about? Hey, there's 162 games. Does he not know what like what goes on? Like, of course it's important for for what it is. I don't understand what he's talking about. I mean, all this stuff is important, you know, kind of in its own own little way. I just feel like he's just breaking your chops. Well, well, right. Well, that's why I've had it. Like, I just sometimes with Jimmy, and Jimmy and I have had that relationship, and he's a nice guy. I met him in person almost a year ago at the draft show that we did. Um, so, you know, I met him in person, but he definitely gets under my skin at times. And with that nonsense, I'm not having it. And you're right. Obviously, like, did I say it's important as in the Mets were going to win the division if they won this game? No, it's, it's relative to right now, especially dealing with the adversity that they dealt with yesterday with Scherzer getting tossed after three innings. And that was an important game for the Mets to show some resiliency and fight and take two of three on the road from the Dodgers. That's all. Sure, and and it's like the, the whole thing. Well, what did they win? Did they win it? All right, so we can't say anything about the other twenty nine or twenty eight teams. I mean, it's just it's right. kind of idiotic. But, what uh, did they so, win? When you want to say what did they win, maybe say it with a team that didn't win a hundred and eleven freaking ball games a year ago. Maybe it's so stupid. But hey, go go uh, back to this cozy thing. The first thing is, you know, when when uh, we're talking about this stuff, the image I have is, uh, you know, Negro pulling his hand out of his back pocket and the file going flying up in the air. I mean, where we kind of came from, you know, with the scuffing the balls to now with the the spider tack stuff is kind of kind of funny. But um, so I, I mean, Major League Baseball wants them to um, make the ball stickier. I mean, does everybody realize that they mud the balls, like 100 balls with this mud that they buy from, like, a field in, like, South Dakota, like, three hours before the game? I mean, there's so many things that go on. I mean, there's probably rosin bags in the bathroom. Like, I don't understand. You know, you, you talked about Cuzzy, you know, uh, or, or Scherzer. They might have it out for Scherzer because of the whole, like, union thing. But I kind of look at it in a different way. I mean, you said that why isn't Cuzzy up there, you know, taking, um, you know, interviews or whatever after the game. And I kind of agree with you, right? So I don't know how it works, and I don't know if you know. Um, you know, the umpires, is it's a, it's a union, right? So how it works with the CBA and with, um, you know, Major League Baseball. But, Sal, Cuzzy has had three of these, right? I feel like it's something maybe, you know, Major League Baseball has said something to him specifically, and he's like, out to prove a point because how do you get like 
three and or maybe Scherzer said something to him like you know go eat a hamburger or something like that and he just didn't like it because <laughs> yeah. it, it it doesn't make any sense and and you're right I don't like these guys like it's all it's almost like you know they make it about themselves or or whatever but um hey just one one more thing before I go you talk about the interviewing and stuff and you talk about the Knicks teams in the 90s I would love because I, I always hear uh, Van Grunge saying this uh, during the basketball games about the fight with the Heat and Alonzo and grabbing his leg yeah. I would love to hear you like interview like the players of, or the specific players in that fight and just hear actually what went down during that game you know, it's and, actually, and kind of- that's a great idea for a podcast Jim and thank you for the call and that's maybe something I'm going to work on I thought about that for years with other stuff but you do some you know you could do some longer form podcast episodes breaking down certain incidents and man with those nicks in the 90s especially that one you're right that would be great now the problem is getting access to all these guys and trying to tell that story right obviously there have been books written about it and all those things which is cool but i think it'd be fun to do in a podcast form especially for me hosting it because i was as diehard a fan as you could possibly be of those teams yeah, there were some fun things, some fun ideas that I've I've thought about over the years. That would certainly be one of them. Finding that out. Well, look, these umpires, Phil Cuzzy, the fact that we know who he is, that's a problem. We shouldn't know his name. The best umpires we don't want to hear about. Popcorn Bob is call or Popcorn Rob, I should say, is calling from Babylon. What's up, Popcorn? Been a long hey, time. Sal, man, what's going on, bro, man? First and foremost, man, thanks for taking my call. Sal, man, I'm a hit I'm, i I got so much that I wanted to kinda comment on. First of all, man, listen, that, that spider tap thing, man, the, real, the, real, the reality of it is you can take big league chew, chewing gum, okay, from that sugar, and you can muster that ball up, and you can put that sugar, who is really sticky, because, hey, Sal, what is the most important thing? Look, they, they want it to get sticky, right? So, and sugar is the most, like, that's probably the closest thing that you can use with probably better than rosin or that spider tap. So it doesn't even matter. The reality of it is, is that pitchers have to have sugar. No though sugar, though popcorn is, is very unhealthy for you. But what I'm saying is, these guys go on the mound, man, and they got the big league chew, like a big glob of it in their mouth. Well, how so else like, would you chew big league chew? You cannot have big league chew without a huge glob of it in your mouth, right? Are you, well, hey, hey, what are you just taking hey, a couple of strands of the big league chew? What do you pick out? Three, four strands. Yeah, you grab a big wad of that big league chew no, and you throw man. it in your mouth. That's the only way to do That's it, popcorn. This, hey, 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 Sal, the saliva is going to help you help that stuff stick. And uh, but I'm going to say something else uh, to you with with you, Sal. I cannot agree with you more uh, than number one. The games, every single game from the start of the season is important. Okay, first and foremost, we got to realize if you are box, if you boxing right and you lose a fight over your opponent, right? You're not going to – if you're going to take a different approach the next time you see him if you're lost, you still – you're going to have that fear no matter what. So you want to always get that confidence, and you want to always win. I don't care if you've hmm. got 280,000 games left because you never know it's a if lot you're going to next time. Yeah, no, I, I, get you, I get you, Popcorn, and thanks for the call. Especially, Fleeks, were you a big lead chew guy? That was not like, really. Sorry to disappoint you. No, that's all right. Was that like a? More, I was just. I was never a big gum chewer. Was that more of a thing of like my age group? No, old? guys, my like they did it. I just like even like I you know in high school we were allowed to chew gum. Right. I did it for like two days. I was like, oh no, I just I don't like this. So yeah. just for me, it wasn't the way to go. I would either have seeds, a mouthful of seeds, and I never like actually ate the seeds. 
I would put a, a mouthful of seeds and I would suck on it and, and you know get the salt or whatever and then spit it all out. I can never actually chew them up. And it gets in your teeth and stuff and I can never do it cleanly. I don't want to eat those shells. Or, actually I did three things when I was playing and then we'll break and get back to your calls. Or Big League Chew and I still love that. I mean, it's so bad, but it's so good. Rip open that bag of Big League Chew. When's the last time you had any, you think? Uh, I would say within a... Uh, maybe within a five-year period. I don't know why, how or why it came up, but I just remember seeing a pack, and I was like, oh, wow, you know, nostalgia purposes. And then I tasted it, and I was like, the, the taste runs out immediately. Plus, I'm not standing on a baseball field having it anymore to where I could just, you know, spit it out as I chew. Like, you know, you, you can't have big league chew in everyday life. It's a big league chew is only when you're playing. And I have uh, long retired. The other thing I used to do was Mike and Ike's. I would take a, a handful of Mike and Ike's and throw them in my mouth at times playing. I love that. I miss the playing days. You play softball or anything? That I mean, I played baseball as a kid. I do, right. I do remember, like you said, the big thing that the taste wore out almost immediately. Yeah. Like you would be standing out there, and at, like there's one out in the inning. This <laughs> gum is in your mouth. Just this is terrible. Like get rid of this. It's terrible. No, it was terrible. Oh, most gum was like you know, uh, big league chew was like that. Juicy fruit was like that. Just within a minute or less, the taste is all gone. I know, but it's so good. That work, initial, you know what? With the pitch clock now, might not be so bad. That initial Innings burst. Quick. Yeah, you're right. That initial burst, the double bubble. Ooh, man, now I'm getting, uh, now I'm in the mood for some of this, uh, this gum here. Let them have it. Call the fan at 877-337-6666. Powered by Superbook Sports. Visit superbook.com. Seven seven three three seven sixty six sixty six is the number to call. Talking Mets and Max Scherzer. Forget about even the Scherzer stuff. Just a, a big win for the Mets and getting two out of three and five and one now on this ten game West Coast road trip so far. So it's a nice trip for them. Aaron Judge was dominant at the stadium, making two great catches. You know what I love about Judge more than anything? Not only his performance, but for, first of all, you can put him anywhere on the field, and he's doing an excellent job out there in the outfield. But the fact that the home run that he robbed from Otani, it was not a clean grab. Hit the heel of his glove, a glove, and then he was able to grab it with his bare hand for the out. Still a tremendous play, but it wasn't the, you know, Judge is a perfectionist. It wasn't as clean as maybe he would like it to be. And he was even saying afterward, oh, if I was a good defensive center fielder, I would have caught it without, you know, having to, uh, you know, fumble it a little bit. But still he got the job done. Then that diving play later in the game was even better making that game-saving catch uh, you know, it, it, toward the end of the game there, Judge hitting the two-run homer as well. Dude is a beast. And Otani may have one-upped him in game one. Judge wasn't having it in game two of this series. A rubber game later on this afternoon, 4 o'clock, Yankees and Angels. Yanks to look to keep their uh, series winning or not losing a series yet, their streak to start this season alive with that one, Rangers-Devils back in action tonight, 7.30 at the Rock, Game 2. Islanders lose a tough one last night in Game 2. They'll come back home down 0-2. Knicks get set for Game 3 coming up on Friday. And then, of course, Game 4 on Sunday. I can't wait. I'll be in the I'll be in the building uh, for Game 4. I'm excited to take my wife for that one. Really looking forward to the weekend. Cause, I mean, 
Hey, we got everything. Don't even need to rush uh, rush the, the rest of the week here, but we got Rangers, Devils tonight, Mets, Yanks, Knicks coming up on Friday, Islanders on Friday. This is great. This weekend you get the Rangers, Devils Saturday night as well, Knicks, Islanders on Sunday. Charlie's calling from Beth Page. What's up, Charlie? Well, how you doing, buddy? Everything good? Good, Charlie. How are you, man? Good. Well, we started off good with 5-1 on the West Coast trip, and I don't care. Beginning of the season, middle of the season, end of the season. Uh, it, we don't do well when we go to the West Coast, and we don't do well against the Dodgers. So I'll take a 2-1 and one and win in the series any day of the week. Well, think about uh, this, Charlie. Most people said, and I'm glad I was not most people, as usual, most people said they'd take 5-5 five and five on this West Coast 10-game trip. For the Mets, I said no way. You're talking about a team that should—they have the highest payroll in baseball. They got to go seven and three at least. So five and five is already in the books. I mean, they're out to a five and one start. So really, it should be at least seven and three. They got to get a split here. If not, win three or four against the Giants. Yeah, five and five is not acceptable. Uh, you know what? We do have the highest payroll. Uh, I don't like that we're banged up in the pitching. Um, and then this umpire. Listen, I appreciate every sport out there. Hmm. You know what the best official is? When you're not noticed. When right. You're not part of it. And I do football. I do lacrosse. I don't want to be noticed out there. Let the players play and not being noticed is the way to do I've it. I've always I said mean. a good official, a good ump, whatever, is like a good intern. The way it was told to me, the best interns are seen, not heard. And I listened to that, and here I am 20-plus years later. Still standing. Uh, barely, exactly. but still standing. I got you. And listen, by the way, I'm very impressed you're hitting the cycle there at the fan. I mean, you, I've been catching you the last couple of weeks. You were on every show in a matter of a couple of weeks. You hit the cycle. Well, I mean, I appreciate that. The fan cycle, Charlie. Thank you for the call. I mean, not really just the last couple of weeks. If you go back over the last couple of months, yes, I've filled in on the morning show, which I've done quite a bit. I filled in uh, last week, I believe it was, on the midday show which I haven't done since I did the middays for a month uh, in between shows there. Uh, I've done a couple of afternoon shows in the recent months, uh, now doing the evenings, and for Keith while he's on paternity leave. And, yeah, I've done the overnights. You're right. Uh, I'm like, is that like, what are we looking at, Marco? Is that like utility man? Hitting for the, the fan cycle. What are we looking at? See, it's got to be better than utility because utility guy means you don't play every day. You super play every utility. Day. Super utility guy. Yeah, but even super utility. Well, kind of how the Yankees use like a DJ LeMahieu or even the Mets and McNeil. Like you're playing every day. Right. You're just in different positions. Right. I'm in the everyday lineup. But oh, you know who you are, Sal? Your pal, Ben Zobris. No, 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 no. <laughs> I'm not Zobus. No way. No way. <laughs> but yeah, I mean, it's uh, now that I think about it. Yeah, we got to find again. I feel like the, the word utility, even super utility, just you, the word utility means you're not necessarily an everyday guy. But right. they give a gold glove to that position now because they realize some kind of these of. guys are really it's important. important. Right, yeah. it's important. Kind of. And that, that is true. But I, I must admit, I am not satisfied being a, the utility guy. Like, yeah, you can win a gold How glove. How about this? Yeah, you're Joe Klecko. You're a Hall of Famer finally, and you did it at all positions on the defensive line. Now, that's, see, that's better. There you go. You're a starter. You're in different spots. You get... Pro Bowl nods for each one, and then you eventually get into the Hall of Fame. See, that? now we're talking. That's much better than I'm a guy that gets bounced around, I get 450 at-bats, and I'm the utility guy. That just doesn't feel like you're, you know, important enough. I want to be like Starling Marte in the sense that give me a spot and leave me there. You know, he said when he came here, I'll play center, I'll play right, I'll, I'll bat wherever you want, 
but just make your decision and leave me there. They said right field, batting second. He said, fine, I'm good to go. Hmm. I feel like this is a conversation. Yeah, be careful, be careful what you ask for there. <laughs> That's a good point. Right, they tried to right. Let me rephrase that. But, it's gotta, but I got to pick the right. spot. Put me, right. in the, put me in the two hole. Right. Right. Great. So right. you're going to bat eighth, and yeah. that's it. And you're going to, you know. You know, I'm very happy with my utility role. Hey, I'm just happy to have an opportunity. Listen, that's nobody it. else here does what you do. Here's what I think. You know, while I was trying to think of that, does anybody else fill in on, on all of the shows? Or has anybody else filled in on all of the shows? I'm sure. I'm sure it ha- I mean, remember Joe and Evan used to fill in on mornings, occasionally, mostly afternoons. But right, you as a solo yeah, guy they filling in anywhere. Not, they're not adding in the overnight, though. Well, I, they, that's true, right? They've done that. it in their careers, but they weren't doing it at the same time. They were filling in all these spots. Right, yeah. so as I've done, since I've taken over the overnights, I have filled in on the mornings. I have filled in on the middays. I have filled in on uh, limited occasion, but I've done some afternoon drive, and now I'm doing the evenings. JJ did it, I remember, but he, I don't think he had as many morning reps as you. Right. Because right. you, you and Jerry are good tag team there. Yeah, right. I, I, look, I think the only two guys, it's JJ and Moose. The only oh, two oh, that right. I could yeah, think Moose. of. Yeah. Now, yeah. Moose never did the overnight full time. Right. Which I was surprised to learn. Yeah. Because him and I talked he did about two it. Two days like, a week. Yeah. He's like, I did it, but I didn't do it five days a week. You know, and yeah. I call him, I'm like, dude, how'd you do this? Yeah, so no, he also, no, no. he did two of the best days. He did Monday and Friday right. after football he's, Friday he's morning. Something. <laughs> oh, man. Anyway, enough about me. 877 337. This is uncomfortable. By the way, who's who's doing the overnight tonight? Do we know? The the overnight roulette we is? We do. Unfor- well, not unfortunately that he's here. Unfortunately, the mood he's in, a very upset Peter Schwartz because of what happened with the Islanders. Ah, we, that game okay. was swinging between we're going to get a very jubilant Peter Schwartz or, uh, like all Islanders fans, including myself, a ticked-off Peter Schwartz. Has Peter hosted a bunch of shows? I know he's done at least he's one, He's hosted right? a good amount. Yeah, yeah, Okay. Yeah. All right. So Peter Schwartz coming up at 2 o'clock as the overnight roulette continues without yours truly. Do we know who's doing tomorrow? I believe Emmanuel is back tomorrow. Okay, Emmanuel just did the Yankee post-game show today. All I right. feel like it's Jeopardy when you ask that question. Yeah. You know who's working tomorrow? Ah, oh, jeez. Yeah. Uh, I think I know this one. Right. Coming up at 2 a.m., somebody that's not me. I'll be out of here. <laughs> Bye. All right, we'll get back to your calls on the other side. Eight seven. 